G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. When you are in Christian ministry, there's a strong likelihood that you're connected with one or more charitable organisations. So when there's a threat to the charity status of the organisations that you're serving, you might get concerned. There is a new development where the federal government is tinkering around the edges with a change that threatens the registration of charities and even has consequences for churches. Wendy Francis is the Director of Politics at the Australian Christian Lobby. Wendy is joining us. Wendy, welcome back to 2020. Thanks for having me, Neil. Wendy, the federal government's tabled a regulation threatening the registration of charities, and this includes Christian charities. How do you see things? It's a concern to us, um, and it's interesting because sometimes ACL are not necessarily on the same page as a number of different charities, but we've really, there's all, right across the board, charities are very concerned about this. It's an amendment that the government has put forward um, to the Australian Charities Governance Standards. And so basically what they want to do is they want to lower the bar for um, the possibility of charities being deregistered. So at the moment, uh, charities can be deregistered for indictable offences, which makes perfect sense, but they want to include summary offences. So they're they're a a lower level offence, I guess, and so they're wanting to include those. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll tease that out a little bit in this conversation, Neil, but that's basically what they're wanting to do. It sounds to me to be very subtle. Are you worried that there's some way here that there's, uh, you know, lowering the bar in a way that will affect churches in a in a, a dreadful way? Um, it is very subtle, and and I would say as well that the governments. Uh, I think the reason why they're doing what they're doing is we we saw on the news probably last year it was when there were some people breaking into farms and and pouring out farmers' milk or letting cattle go that sort of thing, and they were linked to charities. Now all of us would think that was appalling, but the truth is that those offences already uh, the law can come down pretty heavy on on people who do that. So. We understand that there there is need for um, regulation, but if there's if it's unlawful, then let's prosecute it. We shouldn't penalise others by association. Um, now, when I talk about association, so at the moment, if well, at the moment this this regulation has been put through, but we're looking for um, a disallowance motion. That's what we're hoping for. But let's let's say that um, uh, well, at the moment we're looking at different. Uh, probabilities of rules for people whether or not they can attend church services. So particularly in New South Wales and Victoria, there have been talk of people not being allowed to attend church services unless they're double vaccinated. Now, churches are not going to stop people entering their church if they are in need. And so someone in need comes to the church door 
and they are allowed in despite not being double vaccinated, that would be enough to strip the church of their terrible status. Um, also, if you think of some of the legislation, in particularly in Victoria, that disallows um, certain talk of sexuality or gender, certainly uh, criminalises even prayer for somebody who has asked for prayer because they're confused about their gender or their sexuality. That also, if that was reported, that would be enough for that church who prayed for that person, even if they asked for it, to lose their charitable status. And, you know, we're not just talking about uh, tax benefits or anything here, Neil. I think perhaps even more importantly, it's somebody's reputation. So a church's reputation can be really trashed by a headline saying, you know, such and such a church loses its charitable status. Uh, so, yeah, it it is it definitely is something that the churches should be worried about and are worried about. Uh, there are some tough times coming and just to reflect on this for a moment because sometimes it's worth a pause. Uh, you mentioned indictable offences. Now those are sort of higher level offences and reducing that subtly down to a summary offence or something that's fairly minor, still might be an offence, but where churches come into this because of things that are changing, the likelihood, whether you're having church for everyone vaccinated and unvaccinated, you may be in civil disobedience. Or, as you say, in those laws that are changing in Victoria around uh, the way that you might counsel someone on uh, their sexual attraction, those sorts of things could actually cause churches to lose their charity status. That's very serious, isn't it? It is really serious. And if you think in times past, Neil, when um, there's been difficult times in the past, what has happened with the church doors? They've been flung open and people have come into churches because they're concerned, they're anxious, they're worried, they're fearful, um, they might have lost loved ones. And now we're in a situation where um, we really are in, in a, a time of need and a time where people are anxious. And this will just stifle um, Australia's charities and certainly churches. So, you know, what, what we're looking at is um, not even just having done something. Can I just go press a little bit further? Because under this Act, it won't be necessary even for a successful prosecution to have occurred um, in, in relation to any breach of, of this law. Uh, it's sufficient if the commissioner, it says, has a reasonable belief that an entity hasn't complied or is not going to comply. So some churches have made it very clear that they won't stop people from coming into church even if they're double vaccinated. Some churches have made it clear that they will not stop praying for somebody if they're asked to pray if they have unwanted gender dysphoria. And so even um, if they haven't done it, but if it's more likely than not that the registered entity is not going to comply the commissioner in that case can actually deregister that charity even on that reasonable belief. Yes. When we have a day and age where good is now being considered to be evil and evil is being considered to be good and just an accusation is all that's needed to have major effects, then those who are opponents of the Christian church can use the changing law to be able to weaponize against the church that that's potentially what could happen that's exactly right and so because of that 
there are two thirds of Australian charities have all joined up actually now, so that's a lot. Um, and so there is an organisation that is coming together with all of these charities, and these charities come from lots of different places. So we're talking about aged care providers. It's not just churches; it's our aged care providers. There's education, school communities. There's a lot of um, charities in school communities, and then there's human rights charities as well. So these are um, right across the board that are risking losing their charitable status as a consequence of, of this legislation. So there is a lot of concern and there's been a lot of talk to the government about it, but the government at this stage is standing firm despite um, they had a, one of their expert committees looking at this and the committee was due to actually re, uh, report back on the 18th of October and after that um, it will be decision time. But the committee has actually already given their report. So they've come back with the report early. I think in an attempt to get the government to um, withdraw some of the clauses, to take out some of the clauses that have the, the more concerning clauses. The interesting thing is that um, Senator Connie Ferravanti-Wells is a Liberal and she's the one who headed up the committee. But she as well has... Um, it's a unanimous decision from the committee that the government should disallow this this regulation but the government has responded quite strongly saying that they will not be disallowing this regulation, that they are going to continue through with it. So it could be, as you say, crunch time from Monday the 18th or beyond, and the Senate could vote to disallow this regulation. So this is perhaps a prayer point for listeners today. How do you encourage listeners to our conversation today to approach this? It really is a prayer point to to ask um, God to move in the hearts of the senators that they will consider the report from the committee. And I don't see it as a, a fail for the government. I don't see it as losing face. When we are presented with um, some robust uh, research and also, you know, very well considered opinions, then we need to be able to say, okay, yeah, we got that wrong. Um, we'll look at some amendments. Um, I, I think. You know, it's a shame that often in politics to change your mind is losing face. That should not be the case. So, yes, please pray. And if you're in touch with any of the senators, just encourage them to really vote to disallow this particular part of the motion. But, you know, it'd be great if the government could see that, hang on, we'll, we'll need to amend this before it goes even to, towards the Senate. Is it the case that the success of possibly disallowing this motion could depend on One Nation senators? Yes, it is because the numbers in the in the house, most of I think all of the ALP will be voting against this. They will be supporting a disallowance motion, and a lot of the crossbench have already indicated they will be supporting a disallowance motion. So the the government needs the One Nation votes. Um, so that's another thing that we're really encouraging people to do to contact the two One Nation senators. And, and ask them to vote for a disallowance motion on this. Well, it is very subtle and it affects charities in general, but we're talking, of course, about Christian charities with all the good work that they do, and that extends on to Christian schools and welfare organisations and even local churches that are charitable organisations. They could all be affected by this change in the rules. Uh, no doubt there's some detail that listeners will be able to get a hold of to inform themselves at the Australian Christian Lobby website, acl.org.au.
Wendy Francis, thanks so much for the update today. Wendy is Director of Politics at the Australian Christian Lobby. Wendy, thanks for joining us on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.